Good morning. Hola. Hola. Welcome. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Bonjour. I, I don't know if I know how to say hello in any other languages. You got any other languages for us? Um, no, I don't. Not, we're going to have, okay, listeners, if you have another language of how to say hello, welcome, you have to send it to me. Anyway, welcome to Voices to Dream. I'm Suzanne Mann, the challenge girl. And a little bit different today, I'm not joined by Richard Harris, the author. I'm joined by someone else, a special co-host. Richard is very busy doing surgery in Australia. So I've got Misty Haynes. Haynes, yes. Hello, everybody. Misty Haynes with me. We are, we are recording from the Bahamas. Yes, we are. We need... <laughs> Some little frozen oh drinks. I know. Water, water's not cutting. Oh, it. we've got what water we here. So for our okay, for our YouTubers, we're drinking water. For our listeners on Apple Podcast and Spotify, mm-hmm, all those mm-hmm. other ones, we are totally sitting here drinking margaritas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, delicious. The beach is in the background. The sun's shining on us. Yes, totally living the Bahamian life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have a fabulous episode set for today. We're about to start recording with our guest, but yes, first I wanted to I wanted to introduce Misty. Misty knows our guest and was how I found out about her. So we're actually where are we going to be traveling to, Misty? Today we're going to be traveling to a little suburb outside of Lima, Peru, called Sinaguia. Is the name of the little town um, or they actually name the cities, but it, Lima is the over overshadowing, I guess yeah. you would say, name of where it is. Fabulous. Because, and Misty has an intimate knowledge of here because you've lived there. Yes. We lived there for about three years. I love it. Yes. Love it. So it's going to be a really interesting interview. Hope you enjoy it. Coming up, stay with us. We're traveling to Peru. So welcome back to Voices to Dream. We have a special co-host with us, Misty Haynes, and Misty is going to introduce our guest for today for us as well. Welcome, Misty. Hello, everybody. So today we have Miss Rhea Bosch, and she is coming to us from a little suburb outside of Lima, Peru. Rhea, is your house that you live in, is it considered Lima or where... Yes, it's considered Lima. Yeah, we're in the outskirts of Lima, but we're still in Lima. Okay. Yeah. I knew, like, I wasn't sure because the um, the school that you are a part of, Brazos Abiertos, it is actually in Seneguilla. Yeah, that's right. It's like 10 minutes away from us, but it's another district. And it's district. Totally that's the word. Yeah. I couldn't think district. of the word district. Okay. okay. So it's like, like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> like a suburb, but in a district of Lima. Okay. Yes, that was the word I couldn't think of. Well, Ria, we are going to we're going to get to your. We want to hear from you what your story is and mm-hmm. why you're how you're coming to us. But first, we're going to do something that we call a little check in, and that's just okay. to, just to sort of create a safe space and see how we're all feeling first to start. And so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to put Misty on the spot, and I'm going to ask Misty first. How are you checking in this morning, Misty? I'm actually doing well. My kids have. Um one more day of school tomorrow today and tomorrow and then we're off on holiday for a little over a week so i see the finish line to having a little break so i'm doing pretty good today i would say yeah nice yes and what about you how are you checking in well i am you know what i have had a very busy few months that's why we've (laughs) that's one of the reasons why voices to dream has not had quite as many episodes recently because I've just moved from Australia um, and but I'm living here and as much as I do I miss my friends and my family I really love them but I really love the new adventure that's come with the Bahamas and meeting new people and everyone here is so beautiful and friendly and they have such a beautiful energy and heart about them so I really am I feel very blessed that's how I'm checking in I really feel blessed this morning so yeah how and our guest, Ria, how are you checking in today? Hey, good morning. Well, I'm doing uh, good. Yeah, 
I have, which is a good thing after COVID, my, uh, in COVID time, we were like two years um, in, in lockdowns and stuff. And me and my husband, husband we started the, the routine of doing exercise every morning at 5.30. Well, this morning I couldn't make it 5.30, but we did it. And it was really, it's always nice to, to start like that and have some time with God. And if my kids, some went to school, some are studying here and uh, yeah, doing well. I'm grateful and thankful and the sun is out today so yes that's a big deal in lima <laughs> this time of year oh is it in the winter time oh <laughs> beautiful very oh, that's, gray that's so good well hopefully between lima peru and the bahamas hopefully we're sending sun out to everywhere that needs it at the moment yes. Yes. <laughs> all of our listeners because yes. i know i know i know in australia there's a lot of rain still so Hopefully we're going to bring the sunshine into everyone's day. If not physical sunshine, then with our energy. And I'm totally with you, Ria, because, well, four days a week, I get up at 4.30 to exercise. So. Oh, my. You win. <laughs> best you way, win. You best win the way brownie. to start the day. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, Ria, I guess we wanted to start. I always... I love having our guests tell their story because you can tell it better than we can, better than us reading yeah. a bio or anything like that. Now you are, you do not sound or look like you're Peruvian. So I, no. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, can, not. <laughs> can you tell us your story? Where are you from? How did you come to be in Peru? And then I know that you have a very special school that you are working at. Now I've got to make sure I say it. Brazos Abiertos. Yeah, correct. Brazos Abiertos. It's it's uh, translated like open arms. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So I'm going to hand it over to you to tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm from the Netherlands. So it's kind of uh, far away. It's like a 13 hour flight from Peru. I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, I grew up in a Christian family. And when I was a small girl, I remember I was dreaming like, oh, one day I would love to go out to these little dark children and help them, um, which made me do my uh, career as a, a nursing degree. I got a nursing degree, did my education, etc. And uh, always with a, a desire to serve God and to, to go somewhere where God would send me. I was kind of bored easily as well at home and stuff. So I'm always open for adventures. <laughs> Well, I tried out. I remember I was like in my 20s, early 20s. I got a six week holiday because I did another uh, educate another. I was working on another degree. I got a six week holiday. So that's my chance. I go to Africa and work there with the with, uh, among the, the poor in a, in, a, in a little hospital I could work. I went there and I was so discouraged because <laughs> I came there and it was just raining and I hardly spoke English and I just felt so lonely, mm. but there was something in me like, like that said like, but I can handle this with God. I can handle this. And somehow it's very interesting. Actually, uh, my dream didn't like uh, go away. You say it like this in English. So uh, I kept on working for that. Um, I did a course in tropical nursing and went for one and a half year to India. I worked in Calcutta. Wow yeah the city of joy people really living on the streets what a poverty there i worked there as a nurse which wasn't easy but was so nice i learned so much from the poor actually mm. like being poor just having this big smile on their face you know it was really good i came back because i really like i felt like lord i want to serve you but it's so tough to do it by myself because often people see your white face and they put you on leadership etc so then i really didn't feel like kind of ready for that so i worked for seven years in a rehab center in the netherlands which i love to do i still love to do and what sort of rehab like physical rehab or no uh, this uh, sorry it's um a rehab for addictions for oh, okay. yes. guys, addictions alcohol addictions any eating disorders whatever mm -hmm. So I worked there. I still work there. When we are in the Netherlands, I will always go there and work there. But then I, my prayer was like, Lord, I really want to serve you, but not by myself. Please send me a great husband. And I had my list <laughs> with like points, like it should be this, it should be this, it should not. And 
I found him. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he tick off all of the list? Was it like yes, yes, yes? Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> I'm still really, really good with him. Really happy with him. Really blessed with him. Yeah. So long, long story short. Together we we got married. We got our first son. We did our DTS uh, discipleship training school for missionaries in New Zealand because we really want to travel in New Zealand. So it's nearby Australia. Yeah. And there we just pray, Lord, where should we go? And Jordi always, is my husband, always had a heart for Peru, to work uh, in Peru. He had been there and he really, I didn't have. I was more like in India. And, but then it doesn't matter. Wherever we can go together and serve so God, that's okay. That's okay. It's just for the glory of God. So we went for three years. Our, my second son got born. We went for three years to Colombia to learn the language, to learn how to work as a couple in missions. We worked with YOM, Youth in the Mission, which is very good, helped us to learn a little bit the language as well. And then we arrived in Peru like almost 12 years ago. And um, um, shall I share, share a little bit what we, how we ended up here in Peru? Yeah, of well, course. Okay, okay. okay, thank you. Um, so we arrived here, actually we had a, a burden uh, to help families in need because in Colombia, we already started the Brazos Abiertos ministry, just passionate to share God's passion for the for the brokenness of families. And we found other people who want to join us. So with five and a girl from the States and a couple from Colombia, we arrived here in Peru. And we arrived in Chenegia, more like not in the place where we work right now, but in the, in the Pueblo, in the village. Maybe Missy, you've seen it when you yes, when you yes. through. Yeah, it's really nice there. And every time when we would go to Shenagia and or Lima, you go to Lima for shopping, we would pass this huge slum area. And our hearts always were like, oh, oh horrible. What what's going on there? Sometimes we saw fights there and stuff. And so we really you, burn it. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Can you describe like when you're saying a slum area, how does that look? I mean, I've seen the video. So yeah. how how does the slum look? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's just desert area and there are no paved roads, there are no flowers, no trees and just wooden sheds, mm-hmm. wooden sheds, just like, and no running water, nothing about at all. to say no running water. That's the most devastating yeah. part. Yeah. And house after house after house. And so it touched your heart. And then we had, we saw these fights as well going on between them because there seemed to be different settlements neighborhoods and so one day my husband went there with our colleague and he said uh, he looked for the leaders and he said how can we serve you can we help you can we serve you and they said can you please do something for our little children the children were helping their moms and they're recycling in the, the dump because actually the slum area is a big hole because it took out the sand to build lima and the big hole they were oh. uh, filling it up with rubble and they still do they still do but it's almost all like plain area right now yeah but that's where the poor people find their living and they can purchase uh, a piece of land for a cheap price it used to be cheap <laughs> that's increased incredible right now so lots of poor people were there and not only people who purchase a land as well people who are taking care of the land the property that somebody purchased the really poor poor people like single moms etc they would find like the little shed there they could stay there until they were kicked out so they asked can you share can you um help us with the little children we are not teachers we're not i'm a i'm a nurse my husband is a social worker but we just felt like we should do this because this is the best way to reach out to the whole family, isn't it? If you work mm. with small children. That's so my, they gave one of my favorite parts, Ria, is that you uh-huh. guys rehabilitate families. And I think uh-huh. for me, you know, to help the kids is one thing, but to help the parents rise up is so amazing. Yeah. Mm. Very amazing. Yeah. It's true, because if you really want to uh, see changes in a family, you have to work with each family member, not just with a mom or not just with a dad, but with the whole family, right? Yeah. That's right. So that's how we started. We uh, they gave us a little shed just on the sand floor. I remember the little children we invited them in. They would just pee on the floor, and that was <laughs> how it was. How we started, 
But then, like right now, 11 years later, 12 years later, we have a school, we have a preschool, we are registered every day, we receive 160 children in their uniform coming to our school, they have manners, you're able to educate them, and I think that's where we're at now, and that's all happened in like these 11 years, and it's really by the faithfulness of God, and by us working really hard. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Surfing up and having friends like Misty. <laughs> yeah. Energizing us as well and helping out and uh, yeah, being a blessing. Yeah. But oh. now, Rhea, you you have three children of your own. How do uh-huh. you yeah. how do you balance it? I mean, how do you balance running a a charity school, helping all of these families, plus your own family as well? Yeah, well, Actually, it's not that hard. They, they've always been a part of the ministry. I always took them like Hannah, my little girl was zero, one year, not even a year old. And I just took her on my arm because these ladies always have the kids with them as well. So I will teach the woman, do a, like some crafts with them and always have my girl with me, but always balance. Like my family is always in the first place. So Mm-hmm. If the provinces can go on forever and ever with the kids, I'm not. I'm not like that. I will go home, make sure they get a nap, and I have some time as well to do other things. And uh, I always go with the schedule of my children. So right now, when they're in homeschool, I make sure they're doing do- their work and stuff. And I can go from 11 till like 3. I go to work, and then we come home, have a coffee together, and help them with their studies, etc. But it's just like organizing well. I think if you organize, if you start your day early. Yeah do a lot of things and and try to i think we always try to say like to our children to teach them like we are not it's not just us doing missions it's us as a family mm-hmm. like we're a family ministry so we really want to serve as a family as well well my boys are teenagers they're 15 14 and 16 right now so they don't always like to go to Brazos. I understand it very well so we just try to find them the things that they like to and that they're interested in so one of our sons is uh, leading games, doing sport activities with children. The other one is editing videos. Hannah, our youngest one, she's 11. She loves to take care of the baby. So on Sunday, <laughs> she will always be in the daycare for the little children. And yeah, just be fine. Yeah. Way to- her daughter, yeah. Hannah, um, we attended the same church. Um, and her daughter, Hannah, when I would work in the nursery at the church, Hannah knew everything. She was little. I don't even know, like that's been a long time ago, but she was one of the kids that was in the group, but Hannah was always right by me. You could tell that she was her mother's helper. And she would say, oh, well, this is how you do this. And then I would always think, please let Hannah be at church today so that I'll know what to do. Because she's so great. She's a great kid. So, So, I mean, how does, okay, I I have so many questions actually, but how does being a missionary work? I mean, how does, um, do you get paid? Do you, how, how does it, how do you, how do you keep yourself going to be able uh-huh. to then help others as well? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, it depends. Some missionaries get paid by the organization. We are here with YWAM, used with a mission, which means um, we are under the umbrella of YWAM, their values, etc., and we work we find other workers who will come to us, etc. But the payment, we, we don't get paid. We don't have a, a stable payment, like a salary every month we don't have. Yeah. We are responsible for every every uh, soul or every dollar that has to come in for the work we are doing, but as well to maintain our own family. And has been hard. It's been hard, but it's kept us really on our knees, <laughs> praying God to provide. and. It's amazing. He's so faithful. Actually, we don't like anything. We are we are so fine, and God's taking care of our needs as well, through friends, through churches, through family members. Yeah. So everything yeah. everything that you're getting and the school is getting is all completely donations. Totally, completely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's coming in from not only from the Netherlands, from the States as well, but it's so nice from Peru as well. And that's really what our desire is, that the Peruvians stand up more and more to help their people. And it's amazing. Right now we are organizing a huge event, you know, the, the run and the feria, the fair. It's so nice how the municipal, municipality, the municipality, the municipality is helping. Yeah 
is helping out us because they know us, they know the good work we do, and they're just such a blessing to us yeah. and helping us out where they can. They will, and they'll never give money. Groovy will never give money, but they will support in other ways, like helping, giving, sending people, sending materials and stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. So we're going to talk a little bit later about how our listeners can help support you specifically. But I guess I wanted to know as well a bit more about, so you said that like that you support the whole family and you've got the preschool. Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the other things that you do? How are you supporting the women and the the teenagers? One of I, I one of the things I just wanted to um so I've I've had a look at your website and yes. I was so thankful that I figured out the English button because at first I got on it and I'm like, it's all in Spanish. What am I going to do? <laughs> but then, so for any listeners that don't speak Spanish, you can actually then push the English button. But um, I guess one of the things as well, I mean, we're called Voices to Dream and I'm all about, I, I, I guess for me, you know, dreaming is how you have hope. You know, everything starts with a dream. And um, I loved that it was, you were talking about on the website, the teenagers being challenged and, and teaching them to say, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can do this. And because you said there, teach them to dream and focus on the possibilities in life, not get stuck in poverty, both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Like, can you, can you tell us a bit more about how you, um, how you do that to all the different parts of the family? Well, I think that's so true. And I think it all begins so often with a mom, with a mom and the, the climate she brings into the house. Mm -hmm. um, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I hope the noise is not bothering because they're doing some construction. We can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, if, if a mom is not educated, like I have a mom and she told me literally, um, I am nothing because I don't know anything. I didn't study. I only went to like third grade or something uh, of primary school. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, so that's where we have to start because that's what they transmit to their children. Mm. And, and they're so vulnerable for depression, for uh, being abused, etc., etc., because of having such a low self-esteem. So for me, it's so important to work with the moms. And that's what we do on Wednesdays. We have our workshops for mothers. We invite them. They can come. Um, I always organize with volunteers who come in over from Lima, from schools, moms that want to serve as well. They will come in, teach crafts, do a kitchen workshop. We have a, a sewing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what that's I was involved day. in was the sewing. And yeah. it's yeah. so neat. And then we were able to have home shows like you would see in other places, but it would be the, the ladies, Rhea would always make sure that the, the women that had worked on the, um, the things like placemats, table runners, and we would have like a little home show out of, out of our home and the ladies would be there to sell their wares, but they yeah. had made all of it. And yeah. it was by the community members that had taught them how to sew, Rhea has been around the world finding fabric and getting the good deals yeah. on all of the yeah. materials. So it's not just it's not just teaching them a craft. It's teaching them a craft that they can then earn a living with. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's breaking through something because yeah, the Yossi Cueto, yes, I can. That's where we want to we, we want to be with. Right. Mm. Like they come in like, oh, shy. And but I thought start working with them there's so many boom they will they know they will have like friendship here and there, but it's not they're so lonely they're often depressed they come from the jungle they come from the mountain and they're all here in in this slum area and there's lots of gossiping going on etc etc so many things we have to to break right mm. to have a better living so we invite them in and we we offer them these workshops and i always take advantage of the little break we share a snack and i always share something last weeks five weeks i have been sharing with them um how to deal with the pain in your heart the hurting heart they're often they know that the um, um uh, possibility to go to psychologists or whatever so they're they're just stuck up with their not with their pain mm. and depression etc so we always take advantage of these things and how to deal with teenagers how to deal with your children etc so i think it's a really important thing to uh, to start there with with moms and we've seen amazing changes 
last week one lady she came to the group because they took her out of her house we didn't see her anymore for two years over two three years because of covid she had gone to the mountains now she was back locked up in her house but she's yeah. three children so one of my our workers went and got, got her and she says no i didn't want to come i'm just crying all day in my house just locking herself up oh and then my goodness she came one time, two, two times, and then she was like, I really need to talk with someone. I don't have anybody to talk with. I said, well, if you want, you know me, I am always available. Just let me know. And but please don't keep on going like this. this yeah, I want to talk with you. So she talked to me and wow, that's the thing, like to take them out of their house, push them a little bit and to, if they open up and mm-hmm. I could find her uh, a coach, a Peruvian friend here, a, a friend from Argentina, she's living in Peru and she's volunteering with us for uh, like every two weeks, she comes a day over and I will send it to her because she has some yeah. uh, really uh, anxiety problems. But this is the thing, right? To uh, to sow into their lives and just take them out of their house and to um, bring color or bring life again to their mm. lives after so in depression. And actually, it's the same for teenagers and for dads who are sometimes caught up in their circle to just sow into their life, do fun things, speak their language. I think that's the most important thing, speak their language. With women, yeah. it's crafts. With men, they have to do games and they have to eat. <laughs> teenagers do sports. but Yes, you or even like your them. club room that you have for the teens. And I think even yeah. as a mother myself and raising three children, the sadness that you feel, I wasn't from an oppressed life, but I needed a place to go when my children yeah. were young. And you go and to be around other women and to have fellowship. I think is something that you guys are providing that is yeah very very valuable to hear other yeah. women say yes it's hard it's hard but yeah. look you know I've learned yeah. how to cook these things they have a huge kitchen yeah at Brazos Abiertos that I love to be around all the women in because cooking yeah. sometimes is not my strong suit and it's neat to see how they um teach each other like it's just a very education rich environment yeah that is really special to me yeah every time i would go to give i left receiving so much from yeah the people i i really i so appreciate ria you you reminding us of that because of the of our commonalities you know that we're all we're We've all, I don't know, you know, sometimes you tend to forget that maybe you're just thinking, yes, you know, someone who's in a slum, the, the, all they're thinking is what's my next meal. But, you know, then you, you forget, you forget, hey, they could have depression as well. You know, that they're not all just strong women who are out there, you know, yes, let's feed our children. You know they're trying to do that but they're also trying to manage their own mental state as well and i think that yeah. these days sometimes we do get so caught up in what's happening in our world you yeah. know we we forget that it was one of the things that so how i found out about ria was i was at a dinner of misty's which she's going to tell us about soon but misty's daughter lily was talking and she's only how old is she 16 she is 17 17. she just turned 17 17 and she was just so beautiful in her words of saying you know they're just like us you know these these kids that she used to play with she said they're not alien they're not you know they're not so different they they love going to the playground just like we love going to the playground but the difference was that their playground looks a lot different from our playground but they still when they were there it was their joy and their happy place and um so i think i i just think it's a beautiful reminder especially as moms mm-hmm. as women as well that you know we all i know that when my kids for example went to school or you know once the kids are out of the home it is really easy to like you're saying to get stuck in your own little world and be crying and be thinking what's my purpose in life now I've given birth I've I've, you know my kids have I've raised my kids a little bit what do I do with myself now so to be giving them a purpose and a community and then also be able to raise money is just beautiful 
Yeah, because most of these women often are, have such a, uh, a a backpack full of things to carry, right? It's not oh. just a past that's often like abuse or whatever, but as well um, having dealing with debts, not having a husband, not having a good job, or violence in the house, or you not know, because of low self-esteem. This all adding up to the to the thing. Mm. So I, it's harder for them. <laughs> To go out then it will be for me right and just if i want something i do it just go step up and do it right they often so they limit themselves because of all these uh, heavy wages that they are carrying yeah, yeah. so that's beautiful and they are so responsible for the whole generation so it's so important to do yeah something. yeah so that's where the school is now because the school's big enough the school has grown hasn't it so now you're big yeah. enough that you're able to have you got yeah, all grades at the school them. Yeah, we started with a preschool and then every year we added a grade and right now we are in fifth grade so in march when the Peruvian school year starts we will add six grades this is the last one so yeah. their um oldest grade is the same age as my son kingston yeah. yes so he was four when i met ria in 2016 we started working with uh, ria and jordy and these races that they would have and then we found out that that grade level was growing and they weren't going to have enough money for the curriculum for that year. So our family, we had a grandchild in our family that passed away a long time ago. And so every year we come together and we donate and like our family's goal, I was just telling Rhea is we want to come back when this, when Kingston graduates, it'll be the year that that grade graduates. And our family's goal is to come back to Peru to be at that graduation wow. but it's been such a neat experience to watch the school grow and every year like Rhea said God provides like they don't have the room they don't have what you know like in every year like you know you give and then it all just continues to yeah. thrive and it's You're really able to amazing. make it happen mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, you just, you, you're just giving me God bumps. I love that. I love those sort of stories. I think <laughs> it's true because so often we, we didn't have the space, but we just kept on going and then a team would come in from the States and they would just build another classroom and like, yeah. let's do it like this, change this wall, change this wall. Oops, there's another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah and now Ria, really because yeah. you're, I mean, it's my understanding from Misty that you're the only hope there for these these families, aren't you? It's not, there's not like lots of other necessarily big charities coming in. Well, I don't want to see myself as the only hope, but I think sometimes we make so much sense there just to be a channel or just to be a part of, I think, the whole, the whole chain. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. Because when we arrived, there was literally nothing, no school, no church, nothing. And right mm -hmm. now we really are like a beacon of hope there. And sometimes people we've never seen, they will come to us. And I remember lately a young woman with a little daughter crying, crying. I said, Pastora, so they call me Pastora. Pastora, Pastora, can you please pray for me? And then she was, I just want to listen, tell me. And she was so oppressed. And last wednesday after my my woman group she wasn't there and so okay but she came i said i just have to meet you because i went to the hospital and everything was fine with my daughter i just have to tell you Aww. and she's shining and then her situation hasn't changed her ex is treating her miserable etc but she has changed mm. and I think, thank you i just we just doing our job right but yeah. i think and in the Netherlands, you would go to the psychologist or this or this, or this and here it's not. Yeah. It's not. Although there are, but it's so hard to get access to it, or they don't have the money, or always excuses. Yes. That's, yeah. That's there, it. Knock on the door, how are you doing? And just make it easier for them to get You've got to get there, you've got to pay for it. There's 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 obstacles in the way, aren't there? Okay. Yeah. Well, we yeah. have this part in the in the podcast where we like to dream big. So the podcast was sort of, was originally inspired by my, my less attractive, well, you're handsome, Richard, you're handsome, but Misty's beautiful. You're so sweet. <laughs> Richard Harris, who he's normally, he's normally here with me, Ria, and he wrote this book, Imagine, and basically it's about imagining, well, for me, it's, um, you know, it's, it's inspired by John Lennon's song, Imagine. 
you know how he imagines mm-hmm. the world of brotherhood of man and yeah. um you know just equality and all of those a truly compassionate world and that's that's what I love. That's what I hope for, for my family, for my children mm-hmm. to live in. And I guess I hope to do it by starting with myself. But um, so what we like to do in this part, though, is have a little think about if our guest, and I'll, I'll ask Misty as well. So if you had all the power in the world today, if we look at things from a big picture, okay, and you had all the power in the world today, all the money you could do whatever with, how would you work to, what, what would your focus be? How would you brainstorm to make the world a better place? I mean, one of the things, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about here. So one of the things that was suggested in Richard's book was he's got this chapter on Mexico and what had happened in Mexico and they had he suggested that, you know, they would have maybe income redistribution. And he said, so in this, the poor suddenly were getting a fair share of the national income. There was a lot of debate as to how this would play out. What would the poor do with the level of wealth and would it be put to good use? And then he's got a bit more there and it says, the interesting discovery was that because they had spent so much time in abject poverty, the extra income that they now had was actually invested incredibly carefully and wisely. Micro projects to help their communities were the priorities, but also money was used in getting the best people from all over the world to educate them. So I guess that's, that's a bit of an idea. You know, do you think this can happen? How would you make it happen from a systems perspective if you, if you could? Well, right now having like practically live for 12 years with the poor um i am not a fan of giving money no mm-hmm. way yeah sometimes some families take care but some families don't know how to handle what i if they would give us a huge amount of money what i will do make a huge center and provide working abilities for them and that combined with school because so often here in Peru the system is like ah, like you cannot finish your education because you have to work and if you work lower incomes you have to work for 12 hours and then tra- traffic and coming home and have a family there's no and schools are so like they put such a high standards like they don't go with the needs of the people. No, it's like five years full education. So it's impossible for them to combine work and studying. So if you haven't right. finished your secondary school, how can you ever finish? Well, finish secondary school right now in nighttime, we offer like a, a program from the, from the government as well in Brazil, Biertos. But then studying a, a career, like a, a job, a degree, it's hardly impossible. And I think there is where we have to do something to really break poverty. Because they will always stay in the same circle of poverty, earning so little and spending all the money on their needs, brings up again in debt because not having money, huge debts with huge interests, and they're always in the same the same circle. But to break that, I think we really have to educate the people, not just teaching them a, a job, but as well like break those values. Like I can't, I, no, work in, mm. in that area. Change their mindset. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, poverty is a mindset. It is a mindset, yeah. We have different families. We have poor, poor families, poor families. But the real poor families, you will notice when you come in, their house is a chaos. It's a disorder. You see like, you can be poor, but you can work, do everything you can to have it organized, to send your kids to school. The school is there. We have worked with families and after like two, three years, finally all kids are in school, but it took like two, three years. But we gain something, but it's like walking with them for years, for years to get these changes in them. But I think that is breaking poverty. To having to send the children to school, let's start there. Let the kids go to school every day. There we start, you know? So mm-hmm. giving them money, they might buy a big television. <laughs> they might pay off their debts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. don't change like, get up early, have your kids sent to school, organize it well, and no. 
yeah money just the money is not going to do it it's not going to mm-hmm. it's not going to change the the way of thinking necessarily it's a mindset and help them deal with lies they're believing with all these things you no know, that you cannot do this or you're not help them break that and deal with that past and work on their self-esteem and make them strong people yeah mm, i love that yeah i love that <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it too. No wonder <laughs> you're doing. No wonder you're doing such a good job of running the school there, because that's. I mean, that's. Well, yeah, yeah. Because well, we have a church as well, and so often people think, "Oh, you build a church here, build a church there." But I think it's it's so important the word of God. If it doesn't go together, it's really, really giving practical help and like education for me is the best. Mm-hmm. Because even if my mom had never studied, but I can and mm-hmm. I can break break that thing in my family because it's often family and family and family like mom they give it break the cycle generations is a cycle yeah 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 oh that's fabulous yeah yeah so yeah if i had all the money of the world well i will invest in that because i think that gives really more uh happiness in people right to yeah you get something you're happy in your job and there is peace in the family because there's an income, etc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's amazing. Yeah. I know. That's such a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now then, so that's like the big systems picture of if we ruled the world. And now, then I like to bring it down and talk about what we can do today, what our listeners can do today to help, to help in their lives, to help in someone else's life. And I guess today I wanted to talk, and I really did want to make it about action, of what our listeners can do and to help you. Mm-hmm. To help you, to help these families that are living in slums, these yeah. mums that you know need the support that we all need, yeah. these children that need an education and teenagers that need some sort of community that isn't just, you know, I don't know, in my mind, you know, everywhere you're worried about your kids getting into gangs mm-hmm. or drugs or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah. what can... Getting pregnant, this... that's the problem. This... Getting pregnant at 13, 14 years. Oh my goodness, yeah. kids having kids. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's a really hard cycle that then starts yeah. as well. So what can we do to help you? Well, very practical. Right now we are... We have all the plans ready to build a school. Mm-hmm. We have we have a school, but it's in a wooden building, and the it's not on our own property, and we have to leave the place. We have our own property. We have built it like we bought it like years ago through donations. Great, but now it's time to uh, to keep on building uh, the school, and we don't want to buy a wooden building again because it's wasting so so quickly we really want to build a solid school Mm -hmm. which will last for years for years for years to come and with where we can host all the programs as well for the men teenagers the family etc so we are working on this project right now Uh, plans are ready but we just need more money to come in to to build the first phase is there the first building, a little part of the building is already there. And there we host three classrooms and we have rooms for volunteers and a family who's taking care of the building. So three classrooms are already there. But we really need uh, to start building the preschool because in December we have to leave that area because the the, municip- the, the area, the, the neighborhood, the... Where the old school is, where the, yeah, the wooden one is, you have to leave there. Yeah. It's, it's destined for another thing. It's destined for their soccer field. So the whole community is waiting for us to go. And they've given uh-huh. us our, our, uh, in December, we really have to leave. So we need another solution. So yeah, that's why we are working very hard on raising funds, uh, praying hard, mobilizing people all over the world. And as well, the parents, the whole school is helping out as well. And we are planning on a huge activity in this October, October 22nd, like in three weeks, less than three weeks. We're organizing a race, a run, not only here, but as well, people in our countries are running or are doing meals like Misty does or whatever, just to make it known Often people don't know and mm-hmm. oh, what can I do with my money? Well, here is such a great, great opportunity to cooperate with us and 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 give something of what you have 
so that we can build a school and we can can provide this uh, uh, to the community schooling and maybe we can even keep on growing and have a secondary school which is our dream or have more children come yeah so that's right now the the main now project we're working on physically how do they do it like well i'm going to be putting up your brazosabiertos.net the website is that how our listeners is that how they give money is that how they donate through there yeah it's possible on our site you will find a, a link and then even if you live in the states you can donate through modern day it's an organization which helps us to receive the money and send it to us so it's tax deductible for uh, people giving out money in the in the states and that's a way way to give another way to help us is pray for the project and another way is make it known to other people the more people talk about know, it put in action and it's it's not only for the people there it's a blessing for your own life as well it's yeah always a blessing to to share the blessing that we have right and and so with the with the modern day it's called modern day the that that's the link it takes you to and i just wanted to check so for our listeners who are say in europe or in australia are they able to do it through that as well yeah yeah and if not if it's hard for them to get access to modern day because their bank or whatever paypal is also a way to to send money through paypal Ah. or to a dutch bank account and um and sometimes people ask but what are you doing with the money well if you send the money, modern day or the banks, they will always take their necessary fees, right? Yes. Like about the seven percent. And yes. every everything else is just going straight to the ministry. We hardly have any any other costs. Um, it's all going to the um, to the project itself. Okay. So the only the, yeah, yeah the only admin sort of costs are what you have to use through PayPal, modern you know, or the actual yeah. platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another way to help, like what Missy is doing as well with her family. That's fabulous. Like, as I told you, like we even we don't have a, a salary, but our teachers, our staff, they have. And we right. really have to cover their needs every month because we want to be like, uh, no, um, you don't want to fail in that area. Like yeah. paying them, paying late, what use. That's so, so, yeah. so, so we have a project here the sponsor child project we started years ago and it gives opportunity to a family to sponsor a child for 50 dollars a month and that provides the education for a month the education if needed a food package for the family and as well the school supplies for one month it covers it all so, so that's things like aim- uniform and that it's paying it's helping to pay for the teachers i mean if teachers deserve to yeah, be paid so as well yeah, don't they yes yeah yeah, it helps us to cover all those those costs that we monthly have, and, um, and it's a blessing to a child as well. Some some uh, sponsors love to reach out to the child, send them a present, or even visit them. Eh? Like Missy is planning on it's doing goal. that. <laughs> yeah, others don't don't want to do that. That's totally fine as well. But our aim is that every child has a sponsor, so that we don't have to worry so much for this monthly cost and. It everything and go to the building project or to other projects yeah right so that so being a being a child sponsor is is something that's really just so helpful because it's on ongoing as well so i mean so 50 50 dollars 50 dollars a month so it's about 650 a year 650 a year and like in our family we make it not just my husband and i doing it yeah we have like our whole all of the cousins like my daughter babysits Lola, and she gives $100 towards that. She also is doing $100 towards the race. Yeah. But even though we could just pay that, we make it, like right now, Rhea's very patient with us because every year, um, we try to do it by my nephew Dylan's birthday in September, but um, everyone, the cousins and everyone, like it can be, you know, something the whole family can be a part of and then they when Rhea sends pictures like I send it out to the whole family and it's encouraging for them to know yeah you know they've all they know what it looks like where Alejandro is learning and all of the things but they know that the things that they're giving is going towards the education Mm. and and it, so it's something that's actually bringing your family together as well. Absolutely. It's a beautiful yes. thing. So it's, yes. it's not only creating community there, but it's creating community well, here. Well, and why Lily was so passionate at the dinner that we gave. Yeah. Because we pray for Alejandro, you know, if not every week, as often, you know, like we are always 
talking about him and his family. And when during COVID, Rhea was wonderful and, you know, reached out and let us know how his family was doing. And so it's not just, you know, this mythical donation. Yes. It's like a human yeah. and his family. <laughs> like a human. He's actually he a is human. a human. Like, you know, sometimes you give to things <laughs> though right. and you don't have a connection. That's right. And I think to me, connection is everything. Yeah. Like yeah. I think if you're like, I'm very connected to Rhea and her family and I know what it looks like where they are. And I look up to them so much mm-hmm. that I think the connection gives me energy that yes. then, you know, transfers. And gives you, it gives you faith in, in where your money's going and that as well. Absolutely. And where your, where your prayers or love is going. And actually, so Rhea, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to Misty about this part as well, because listeners, Misty has this, well, I think it's I think it's a fabulous idea as well. So, can you tell us a little bit about what your family, well, what you're doing at the moment yes. on a monthly yes. or bi-monthly, whenever basis, to um, to bring to have a sense of agency to get some action in your neck of the woods? Well, the idea actually came during our time in Peru. There was a group of women that were part of a dinner club. And the concept was we came together and we dined together, but we brought potluck meal, potluck dishes. What does potluck mean? Because in so Australia, that, we don't yes. use pot, the word potluck. <laughs> That's where you don't, we don't even put a theme to what, like we don't say it's going to be Italian food or Mexican food. We just say, bring your favorite dish. Okay, yeah. And then we do, I'm, I do try to make it where they know dinner side or dessert. Yes. So, because we had a few times in Peru that, Everyone brought dessert, and oh, you're really I really love hungry. that. Yeah, I would love that. That's my time of dinner. <laughs> well, and actually, so and you know what I'll do? I'll get you to send me the link because you have a little um, website or something that you use for that. Well, just for each one. Yeah. I have, yes. A yeah. Sign, so I do I'll put like that a website. Well. Yes, a sign up genius kind yeah. of thing. But then the concept is, then you donate what you would have spent if we had met out as ladies and had a ladies night at a restaurant. Yeah. And I mean, even in that night, the one we just had, we had $25 and we had $150. Some of us eat better than others. So, but I think it's wonderful because you can connect in um, that night. We raised all together a thousand dollars and that was an exciting thing for just a girl's night out. Like, and we still had the most incredible food. Yeah. I mean, I was asking for recipes after that night and (laughs) then we're able to give to the school and you can leave feeling good and knowing, you know, and those ladies that were there that never even knew the school existed. Now we have even more people on, on this team, you know, that's going to help this Brazos Abiertos get their school like that. I think is going to be such yeah. a beautiful moment. That's when it. They... And we're not. And I mean, obviously, we're suggesting. You know, you you could do it for Brazos Abiertos, um, the potluck dinner. You can do it for a different charity, whatever it is. There's so many people, obviously, that need help around the world. Absolutely. But just um, expanding your ideas as well of different ways that you can help without it necessarily just being going on pushing a button on a computer. Um, actually making it again, bringing people together, having community as well, because all of these things, I don't know about everyone else out there, but all of those things are totally what energizes me. Definitely. So, and, and having, having a get together with a purpose is, it just warms my heart. And not feeling like if all you have to give is $10, I think the biggest thing, um, in working, um, overseas is that a lot of people don't want to be the one to head something up, but they want to give. So if you're someone that is good at organizing, if you just give people a way to be able to support and give that my daughter is doing in conjunction with our fundraising, she's doing the race that Rhea is speaking of at her school, but she's doing her version of it. And Rhea and Jordy are so great. They are just like, However you want to figure it out, Misty, you guys run with it. And so Lily got llama stickers and is, she's so excited and everyone there is loving it, but they didn't necessarily want to be a coordinator or, but they want to join and do their version of the race and be involved in something making a difference. So they're going to be doing it sort of like a what, you pay $10 to be in the race? So did They're they? actually sponsoring the um, children and the teachers from the school. Yeah. 
So they're doing like a sponsorship where then the kids there get the swag and all the things in Peru yeah. with their donation. And then instead of actually going out and running a 10K all at once, mm-hmm. they're going to take a week and they're going to get their mileage around campus. Ah, what a good idea well. And that way it kind of takes the pressure off parents. Yes. And then there's not a big event that you have to necessarily. Yeah. So it's bringing awareness, yeah. getting the kids physically involved. Yeah. And then they're also sharing the videos and it's, you know, just raising awareness. Yeah. I and actually love that it's over a week. And I think there's probably a lot of listeners as well that love the idea of doing 10 Ks over a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, and again, cause that's like, then it becomes a week. It doesn't need to just be a day. It doesn't have to be on the 22nd of October. Um, no, it's, but, but, you know, Rhea's obviously, so online you'll be able to find out more information about that if you're, if you're interested in getting involved with the actual fun run. There's so many other ideas. And if anyone else has any ideas as to what they do to raise awareness, raise money, you know, for, for things in need, let us know because those are, this is how we share it, isn't it? This is how we share, the, share the knowledge and our yes. wisdom as well. We love to hear all these ideas that we hear about all over the world and we publicate them. We publicate, yeah, we publish Publish, them on our website. So people get inspired and it's just nice, right? So like you take photos and that as well and you then, then Ria can put it on the website to show. Yeah. We have a friend, he said, oh, I don't like running, but I can skate. So he's doing ice skating with a friend and he gets support for every... lap he skates and that's just a way like you can you can i love it, it right? yeah. oh my goodness oh well i hope i hope that we've given everyone a a feel for not only life in peru but mm-hmm. you know um what's some you know what what's going on out there and how we can some different ways we can help and actually yeah. take some action mm-hmm. as well um and What's the way, how do we, how else do we keep in touch with you, Ria? Besides the website, which I'll put up, brazosabiertos.net, is there Facebook, social media, Instagram, or anything like that? Yeah, on our website, you will find out we have Facebook, we have Instagram, it's all there. And we make newsletters every two months. I write a newsletter with things that are coming up, or just I share funny stories that we don't share on the website. So you can always sign up for that as well. So there's like a sign up part for email. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And another way is uh, visiting us. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, we have people who are like, oh, I would like to help out. Can I come for a, for a week or serve there or just visit? Yeah, always welcome and just get in touch with us and uh, welcome. I mean, if yeah. you are ever in Peru, I am not kidding. It yeah. will change your life. It is such a wonderful, you don't like taking our extended family. We took the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles. We took all of our family. And as we drove there, you could just see their eyes because to hear it and to watch a video is it's powerful yeah yes. but to drive up and to be oh there but still like lily said the children are happy and they're running around and the teachers are just beautiful yeah. beautiful educators there so i definitely think if anyone is ever in lima i hope that you would yeah. um you know take some time and go because peru has a lot to offer i mean definitely it's it you've the Amazon, yes, the Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. So you you can organize this entire fabulous holiday, see all of Peru, but then see some of the real Peru as well. How incredible is that? I love that idea. Yes, do it. Uh, we need to talk to your husband. We're going to get off this podcast and we're going to make it happen. Organize you a good meal, huh? Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. And we I won't act- be cooking. We actually had a lomo saltado at our at our dinner. Oh, so we did. I, I have a Peruvian friend here. She's actually from Peru. So I talked her into coming over. And then we also had concha. She made concha for us and... So it was oh, fun. Okay. Yes. Good. And when you when our listeners go to visit yeah. Peru, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. The best <laughs> beef, it's like a beef stir fry. And then um, out on the table, they put corn that is like, would you say it's fried? Oh, that was delicious. Yeah, and like kind of popped. 
Right. It popped a little, yeah. But not super, not popcorn, but it was not like, popcorn. Yeah, it's different. like an oversized corn. But anyway, it was it was, it was delicious. Fun. It was delicious, yeah. and, and and learning about other cultures is just amazing. I have so much more that we could talk about, but we're going to have to wrap it up. And I just wanted to say thank you so much, Ria. Thank you for taking time out to speak to us. I uh, just amazing the what yeah. you were doing, bringing up three children mm-hmm. whilst you're there, bringing up like a whole community it's it's just incredible and i i wanted to thank misty as well for joining me today well, thank you and for the invitation and letting me, me see my friend <laughs> yeah good to see you huh? I know. very time. nice yeah it was really nice thank you so much for taking time and yeah it's encouraging and it's help it helps us yeah thank you Thanks. so much and so everyone please check out the website i'll put all of the links up there if you're just listening then i'll have the links in the bio comment section whatever it is under the podcast and if you liked this podcast please share it with friends follow comment i don't know richard normally says whatever you're supposed to do there but let's get the word out let's spread the word of um of the importance of dreaming and the importance of supporting each other thank you so much and we will speak to you again soon bye bye everyone